today I'm joined by Dan Muse, the MP for Flamborough Glanbrook. All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 96 of Conservative Roundup. Today I'm very honored to be joined by the MP for Flamborough Glanbrook, Dan Muse, who is also the Deputy Shadow Minister for Infrastructure and Communities. Thank you so much for being here, Dan. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you, Aiden. It's great to be here on the Conservative Roundup. Thanks. Why don't you start by telling us a little, a little bit about yourself first. Sure. So this is my first uh, time seeking elected office, and I was fortunate to, to win in the election on um, September 20th. Uh, it wasn't necessarily my plan to run for office. been involved in politics for, for 30 years alongside that. Worked on Parliament Hill uh, back in 1992-93, so I'm dating myself. Um, mm -hmm. Worked at Queen's Park, uh, worked with my predecessor as well and other MPs and MPPs in the area. And um, uh, so hopefully bring all of that to bear uh, mm -hmm. as a new member of the Conservative Caucus. And there's a great new class of 2021 that was elected this time around and uh, i think some of them have been on your podcast already mm -hmm. and so these are great colleagues we have great com camaraderie between everyone and uh mm -hmm. we're looking looking forward to holding the liberals to account and um and frankly building to be the next government in a couple mm -hmm. of years times definitely so what kind of made you want to throw your your name into the ring in, in 2021 I, I think i think as we've all done in the course of the last um, you know, year and a half, two years has been kind of a, a point of reflection, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, and and there's just so many serious issues facing the country, facing us as a society that I, I just couldn't sit on the sidelines any longer. And you know, having again worked in the energy sector in Alberta and, and seeing what's happening there, and having mm -hmm. having uh, worked in the states and other parts of the. Uh, the world, it, you know, like we, we have a great country in Canada, and I think um, it's headed in the wrong direction. Over six years, uh, Trudeau has made us uh, poorer, he's made us more divided, and frankly, following the pandemic, and, and now as we're, as we're getting into a new variant, um, you know, searching for a plan for the recovery, what happens next? And so, I, you know, I think there's, Canada's a great country, and, and, and we, need, we need to fix this. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get into, into, into this current session in a minute. But so what kind of, so who are you, some of your political inspirations that kind of got you involved or still <laughs> keeps you involved? Well, I mean, I don't know, on the, on a, on the grand scale, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ronald Reagan. I've been to his presidential museum okay. like three times in, uh, <laughs> in Southern California. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I, I, I grew up uh, or got involved in politics as a youth in the middle of the 80s so mm -hmm. uh, he was the president at that time uh, and of course Margaret Thatcher mm -hmm. uh, was uh, the prime minister in Britain uh, she actually when she came to Toronto in 1993 for the first to launch as part of her book tour she had launched the first of um, the first in the volume of her memoirs mm -hmm. um, she came to Toronto and spoke with the Royal York I was at a, a lunch there got a copy of the book signed by her wow and, you know I mean uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded, I think someone uh, someone said the other day of her quote, you know, the problem with socialism is, is when you run out of other people's money to spend. So, like, yep. you know, we're kind, of, we're kind of approaching that in Canada, and that's a concern. Mm -hmm. No, definitely, yeah, I mean, uh, something we'll definitely get into as well is housing. I think that's a very serious issue. I mean, just even this past week, um, the Trudeau Liberals kind of voted down a motion to acknowledge the housing crisis and to, and to provide support to Canadians on that, right? Right. And it's very disappointing too. So I mean, I mean, this is very serious. This is this was brought up during the campaign. It's it was brought up after the election, post post session, pre and then um, prior to the session as well. I mean, we're still facing one right now. I mean, 
homes i mean they've gone up i i don't have the exact number on me but i know it's i mean for a regular single detached house i'd say is about last time i checked it was about 1.3 million sold i mean how do you kind of think that we've we've gone from so much inflation over the past uh it's in a year right i, mean, I think we've gone up f- last time i checked 4.8 percent it could be more but and yeah, then we're, we're, we're... This side of five percent or, or or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah and the, yeah, like I mean, with with the no. with the housing crisis, well, so like so those two kind of come into play with each other, right? Yeah, and this and this is what we've been hammering the Liberals on for the entirety of the month that we've been in Parliament, mm-hmm. and they and and you can see they have no answers. And, and you, know, you think back to Trudeau during the campaign who said, you know, I don't think about monetary policy. Well, that's evident because mm-hmm. we have an inflation crisis, a cost of living crisis that's that impacts absolutely everyone mm-hmm. um but there's there's also this housing crisis and since you asked about that we'll, maybe we'll talk about that first yeah. uh, you know i mean many people have been saying for a long time I, I recalled saying this many times during the campaign you know housing is now to reach for an entire generation of canadians mm-hmm. um you know newcomers that are coming to canada uh, in in my running of flamborough glamberg we've got a lot of people that are uh, the sort of the notion of drive till you qualify, right? So they're mm-hmm. they're they're you know, you know looking for their first home. They've they're they're you know don't want to live in an apartment in Toronto anymore or or, or yeah. Peel region. So they're driving further westward, and they're ending up in Waterdown or Bimbrook on, on sort of the outskirts of Burlington. And mm-hmm. um, but you know the, you know for the low low price of eight hundred thousand or nine hundred thousand, <laughs> which is just kind of almost unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and so I think um, Pierre Polyev today in, in question period cited the figure, I think it's up 25%. I've heard the figure, you know, closer to 30% mm-hmm. uh, housing inflation over the course of the last uh, few months. But one of my Western colleagues pointed out that what's happening is, you know, in the West, just because of the, uh, some of the sectors that have been hurt in terms of their economy, houses prices aren't up as much in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. So when you factor that out, like mm-hmm. you can imagine really, um, the housing prices in Ontario and BC, in particular, have gone absolutely through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's something that all parties had in their platform. Frankly, uh, we had a, a platform that uh, talked about uh, really ramping up the supply because that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But but the but the other problem is is it's all fueled by debt. So mm-hmm. the Bank of Canada has printed four hundred billion dollars uh, worth of currency mm-hmm. uh, that's flooding the the markets, uh, the mortgage markets, and so. Uh, you know that's great now. Uh, interest rates are low if you own a home or you have the ability to save up for down payment. Mm-hmm. That's great. You're doing well. If you've got investments. That's great. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to get into the market, I mean, you, you're you absolutely it's inaccessible. And so, yeah. you know, where does that end? And I and I heard from from and this is a frustration not just of young people, mm-hmm. but but it absolutely is frustration of young people. I mean, how many how many people in their twenties and thirties are, are you know, in their parents' basement or, or, or want to buy that home and they can't save up for it. Yeah. But it's also a frustration of their parents. So I heard this at the doors in the in the election. You know, you know a lady I recall who said, you know, my daughter and her, her husband, you know, between them, they're well over $100,000. They both got mm-hmm. great jobs, stable jobs, but they mm-hmm. cannot save enough for a down payment. And so yeah. that's, that's a shame in a country like Canada where people mm-hmm. came here, like my... Uh, ancestors did to build a better life and, yeah. and and that canadian dream doesn't exist anymore yeah perhaps if you want to elaborate on kind of what on our, our side of the house what we're kind of advocating for what we want to see over happen over the next couple of months with, with the housing crisis sure i mean i mean part of part of 
what we've said is, you know, the, the liberals need to get spending under control because government spending fueled by uh, printing money is, is, you know, creating an artificial environment. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, we've, we've got to at some point get the, the budget into balance. And as, mm-hmm. as conservatives, absolutely, we need yeah. to do that. We talked about that in the election. But, but in the election, we had a few different planks in our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one was, and I think all parties agree on this, was, was to eliminate the foreign buyers who are buying mm-hmm. houses and leaving them empty. And that's, that's driving up speculation. That yeah. used to be a problem, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago in Vancouver. That's migrated to Toronto and the GTA, and it's expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a big problem. But the other thing is on the supply side. So the, the largest real estate owner in the entire country, of course, is the federal government, which has some 37,000 uh, buildings uh, that exist. And uh, our proposal is to, to allocate 15, and a lot of them are empty and they're you know, mm-hmm. unused. Yeah. Um, so let's allocate 15% of those uh, to housing. Uh, and start to start that process of, of building up supply, which mm-hmm. is gonna, which is gonna, which is gonna help, you know, ease the market hopefully. And mm-hmm. but I know the provincial governments are looking at that too. I mean, because land use planning is a provincial, uh, a matter of provincial jurisdiction. And, and I know in Ontario, um, the Ford government is looking at, you know, very much a, a, you know, where can we build? They're using some various techniques to do that mm-hmm. in terms of ministerial zoning orders. I, mean, I can't speak for them, but mm-hmm. but. Really, we have to address the supply side if we're mm. going to start to bring down prices mm. and make that accessible. Mm. But the other thing that, that um, you know, I think is worthy of consideration is, you know, how do you, do you, I mean, what are the levers that the government has in terms of um, the Department of Finance, the, offer, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions? And, you know, it's not up to me to make the policy, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can extend the period of amortization. What are the incentives for first-time home buyers? use of... Um, of savings programs towards down payment. So all of mm-hmm. it's, it's not, there's not one sort of silver bullet. There's yeah. many things that could be done and should be done, mm-hmm. but you know, pretending the problem doesn't exist is, which is what the liberals are doing is not <laughs> solving the problem at all. Yeah. You know, you're right. Exactly. Like I, even uh, just yesterday I saw that the price of the Canadian concert of Canadian currency has gone down in, in price. I mean, I mean, how, I mean, it's like, it's like one thing after another, right? If not at the same time, housing crisis, inflation, homelessness um i mean uh, supply chain issues i mean like there's so much right i mean we're trying to i mean we what are we on month two now of trying to get all these things done and crammed into into one i mean just as, as you talked about earlier was the was the housing bill that or proposal that you kind of guys put forward this week well and it all stems back to the fact that there's really no plan for the mm-hmm. economy which is what we talked about in the election mm-hmm. you know we put out on day one 163 page platform Canada's recovery plan and and look mm-hmm. at, you, you know people aren't going to necessarily look at you know, what was on page 63 <laughs> yeah. like that, like that. what they wanted to know is that there was a credible plan for the economy and there was and we had all mm-hmm. sorts of different proposals in there and we're going to bring some of those up in committees and the house as we as we move forward mm-hmm. um because we had the the um, fall economic statement from the, the finance minister deputy prime minister Mm-hmm. on Tuesday and there again was no there was 71 billion dollars in new spending but no plan for the economy and not just for uh people that work in downtown Toronto quite frankly but mm-hmm. what's the plan for all of the sectors of the economy I worked in the energy sector in Alberta why is it that the U.S. is looking to import oil they need oil for their economy mm-hmm. Biden has put out the call and they're, they're they've, they've gone to other countries why 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 are they looking at importing oil from Saudi Arabia with an atrocious human rights record mm-hmm. and and worse when we have clean abundant uh, environmentally conscious uh, 
energy that's produced right here in Canada, which used to be their biggest supplier of energy, mm -hmm. uh, that also you know is, has recognition of indigenous communities and does all of the things right. Mm -hmm. So we're ethical, we're ethically sourced and, and, and environmentally conscious energy here, and mm -hmm. that's a big sector of our economy. But that doesn't just impact Western Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, in my hometown of, of Hamilton, you know, the steel mills. You know, you know what? What do you think goes into pipelines? Well, steel. Yeah. So, I mean, it impacts the economy right across the country. Yeah. And so, there's been no plan. And what's I think alarming, and what should be an alarm bell, is is just the just this week the OECD uh, put out a report that that predicted Canada would be the worst performing economy mm -hmm. in the industrialized world over mm -hmm. the next decade. So, yeah. you know, here's over between 2020 and 2030. Uh, here's Canada at the very bottom. We've got Italy and Greece and other uh, economies <laughs> ahead of us. That's shameful. Yeah. And it, and it goes to the fact that there actually is no plan. Yeah. And, it, and Italy's socialist, too. Well. <laughs> Italy's socialist, and they're still ahead of us. Correct. And, and you, know what, you know what I'd say to your, your previous thing? I mean, I mean, they both leaders of, of the U.S. and Canada, I mean, they both shut down Keystone XL, so there's one answer right there, right? I mean... I mean, it's it's quite a really. I mean, I mean, you look. We look at uh, taxes that are going up after January first. You guys have called for them to be to be eliminated. What's altogether? I mean, look at the carbon tax. I mean, you got two carbon taxes. You got a luxury tax now. I mean, look at the price of grocery, groceries. I mean, the price. I mean, you go buy cheese or you go buy milk or bread. They've gone up an extra dollar or two. People can't afford. That. I mean, they're. I mean, just projected uh, last week. Canadian, Canadian families are going to be spending an extra thousand dollars at the grocery stores in, in a year period. I mean, so, so they could what, be. So what? What Pierre Polyev, who's 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 very animated on this and asks questions every single day. Uh, frankly, all of our questions every single day are about either inflation or housing. Yeah. You know, a little bit about trade because they really dropped the ball on that too. Yeah. But you know, infl inflation is up, so the 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 Bank of Canada has a mandate to you know, to have an inflation target of 2%. I mean, as you pointed out, we're, we're you know, approaching five. And th they seem to, to ignore the fact that this is a crisis. A thousand bucks groceries, if you're a senior on a fixed income, and I asked that question in the House uh, this week, and others have asked the same question, mm -hmm. uh, that's devastating. Mm -hmm. But frankly, if you're also a family, those ones that I talked about that, you know, they moved further westward, bought the house uh, that they could afford, they're, they're squeezed on their mortgage. Now their, um, their groceries are up, their home heating is up, uh, their, their gas for the car is up, and we've seen it all. And so they're, they're mm -hmm. squeezed in every direction, their credit cards are maxed out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that this does not... <laughs> This does not function. So it's mm -hmm. it, what Pierre Polyev has. Is this is an inflation tax, yeah. right? So so five percent inflation means your your pay's been cut five percent because it can buy mm -hmm. less. So that's that's a big problem, mm -hmm. and it's something that the liberals are ignoring. Uh, their, their solution, the affordability crisis, is mm -hmm. what well, we're going to offer people ten dollar a day daycare. Well, mm -hmm. that doesn't affect, frankly, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and you know, daycare that's available nine to five it may, might be great for some, but it doesn't help shift workers. Mm -hmm. There's a number of problems with that, but again, it, it ignores the fact that there's no plan to grow the economy and create wealth and have industries all across the country that are contributing and jobs because that's eventually what, what we're going to need to to pull ourselves out of this. Yeah. Now, going back to the election and going door to door, I mean, do you think constituents in your writing and across Canada, do you think they're starting to finally look at their bills and realize inflation's really gone up? This is something serious that we really need to look at and how I mean how we think each governing party should address it, right? Is that kind of come across in your writing? Yeah, and that's and that's very much what I heard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly for the first 
few weeks of the campaign, and, and it did turn at the end um, because the Liberals, well, I mean, the Liberals, it, it was well known. It was the mm-hmm. second or third Saturday of the campaign. They all huddled, huddled in Ottawa. They knew they were losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they said, okay, what are the wedges we can throw at the Conservatives to try and get them off, mm-hmm. off message and uh, scare people and divide Canadians? And so, unfortunately, they were successful at the end in, yeah. in doing that. But, through, but throughout the campaign, it was very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in polls where we didn't win last time, uh, in these new subdivisions, people moving in, and, and they were, you know, they were uh, diverse, they were young, they were they were not your what you'd consider your typical conservative polls. Mm-hmm. But but you go to the door and they, you know, I'm running yeah. for office, you know, here I am, here's my brochure. Right. What party? Conservative. Good. I want to get rid of Justin Trudeau. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 I mean, you didn't even have to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> they, they told you the answer. Mm-hmm. And so what they wanted to know is that we had, okay, but what are you guys going to do? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, here's the, here's the five main points. Here's the link yeah. to our platform. You can read the whole thing. But, I, but I'd say, hey, we put out on the first day of the campaign 163 pages, Canada's recovery plan. We want to get the economy moving. We want to, you know, address mental health. We want to. Uh, make sure there's, you know, ethics actually in government and accountability. All of these, you know, these are the main things. But you don't have to take my word for it. Here you can read it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and people didn't. And people weren't going to necessarily read it, read it all. But what they wanted to know, and that's what I would say to them. I said, you know, these are serious times. Mm-hmm. We have a serious plan. We have a serious leader. And the time for, you know, fancy socks and selfies is over. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not going to cut it. And, and, that resonated with people. Yeah, I, I mean, looking at the, I mean, look at the new section. I mean, just off the top of your head, I mean, do you kind of think that maybe there will be another ethics violation or other ethics scandal so, somewhere hidden into the uh, into the new session somewhere? I mean, I mean, it's a pattern, right? I mean, what are we? I can't even count. Sure. I mean, we're around like number eight. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's already some percolating, right? So, so mm-hmm. um, John Broussard, who's our, our ethics critic, uh, had a couple of questions yesterday. Uh, one was, I mean, still there's that ongoing investigation to that Calgary MP who mm-hmm. stole the lid from the doorsteps, and there's some yeah. other tentacles to that. Um, but also, um, there was there was some uh, procurement around um, uh, one of the programs that that seems to have gone as a sole source contract to, to people that donate to the Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. So you know, there you're right. There's a pattern, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we're going to shine the spotlight on those things. We're glad yeah. that the Liberals have actually struck committees back so we can bring mm-hmm. that stuff to light, bring yeah. witnesses forward, and do that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, Canadians know that, mm-hmm. th- that this government is ethically challenged. Definitely. What, what you know, at the end of the day, as as Conservatives, we win when we're united and when we're focused on the economy and Stephen Harper showed that in uh, 2008 he showed that in 2011 mm-hmm. um, you know Canadians knew that under Stephen Harper they you know their, their house wasn't being foreclosed on our banks didn't fail with the you know the, the, the best performing economy in the G7 mm-hmm. uh, and they saw around the world what was happening especially in the yeah. US with, with houses being foreclosed and mm-hmm. the subprime mortgage crisis and so you know that is our strength and that continues to be our strength coming out of the election, and mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard different pollsters over the last few months, and you mm-hmm. know, I, you know, we've got somewhere, um, depending on who you talk to, a ten-point lead on on the economy as an issue. Mm-hmm. And so, if we can protect that lead, if we can focus on these things, and, sh- and of course we do, because there's an inflation crisis, there's a housing crisis. So I'm I'm optimistic mm-hmm. um, about you know the next election, you know, whenever that is, whether that's two years, three years, uh, whenever Justin decides that he thinks. Uh, you know, it's, it's time to spend another $600 million to try and get a majority for the sake of his ego. Yep. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think I think people are people have had enough. Yeah. And his favor unfavorables continue to grow, and mm-hmm. I think we're in we're in a great spot. Yeah. I mean, for our viewers, we're, I mean, he's had some great victories this past yeah. uh, fall in Parliament. So mm-hmm. you know, we we have today we got um, parental leave put into the um, the, the uh, which was a, a bill from a Calgary MP. Mm-hmm. Uh, into uh, their uh, Bill C-3, which is pandemic supports and um, leave for um, uh, for workers. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, our opposition day motion on Afghanistan got the support of the bloc and the NDP. So, so you know, there is now going to be a special committee struck. Uh, the Liberals did not want this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to ask, you know, why did you, you knew for, for many months, if not years, mm-hmm. that the U.S. was pulling out of Afghanistan, and that things were uh, were dire on the ground. And mm-hmm. and we heard the story today of a ten year old girl that was murdered trying to get out. A Canadian was trying to get trying to get out. Yeah. And you know, so this this committee is going to ask them. You know, like you called an election on the day that Kabul fell. Like, yeah. why is you know how 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 can how can we stand for that? We left Canadians in the lurch. We left the people that helped us in the lurch. And so mm-hmm. so we've had some wins like that, which I think mm-hmm. will will help to. Uh, yeah. Let Canadians see. Mm-hmm. Lots. Well, I mean, I'd say. Well, I mean, what do you think they want? I mean, I, I think they want to. Uh, they want to hide behind their screens all day, not face scrutiny or face uh, the rest of the parliament from any of the opposition players. I mean, it's your the opposition's job to hold the governing party to account. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, you've. I mean, you, just look at the. Uh, first, I believe it was like the first two or three days, right? I mean, you guys were in there first week or whatever. Full caucus, full era. I mean, look at all these stadiums. Tens of thousands of people. You guys can't have 338 people in a chamber. I mean, I mean that's just shameful, right? I mean, the NDP. I mean, that was actually their first time that they that they propped up the Liberal government this session, right? I mean, I mean you guys are probably going to have to get used to that a little bit more again this session with Jagmeet Singh there, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be there's there's an NDP Liberal coalition that's happening on most issues, um, and and you're right. I mean, I was at the Great Cup game on Sunday. Unfortunately, the my 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 Hamilton Tiger Cats were not successful, but you know I mean you know everyone was masked, everyone was social distance, mm-hmm. following guidelines, and even with the reduced capacity that that we're seeing because of Omicron, mm-hmm. uh, you know we can ha- why is it that we can't have three hundred thirty eight MPs there? So the Liberal ministers aren't hiding, uh, you know, on the Zoom or mm-hmm. uh, you know the, you know basically avoiding questions i mean even with with even with with normal parliament right with 338 mps in there i mean governing parties i mean they're more than capable of accommodating for mps who can't be there or can't be there in person right i mean i mean that's the part of the job i mean for parties to accommodate and to set up schedules and to make sure that they're sitting around so people i mean that's automatically there covid or not right i mean look at the uh, the u.s congress i mean they're starting to come back into full all i guess 435 or 430 in the in the house or whatever and then the 50 in the chamber right or no the 100 in the, in the senate sorry um but yeah i yeah i i mean it's so disappointing i mean all these other governing parts of all these different parts of the world internationally they're starting to finally be able to come back 100 percent with of their people and, and their representatives in their houses and senates respectively right I, I mean why can't we do that as well well that, and that and that was our that was our point is that if if you know at what point and and look at you know i'm I'm fully vaccinated. I'll, I'll get the booster uh, as soon as we can actually get through the booking portal to book it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, so we're there. Uh, and if you don't turn the corner now, I mean, does this go on forever? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do, how do we move? People want to move on to the recovery. They want to mm-hmm. have that hope that, that you know, life's going to turn back to whatever the next step is. And government's got to 
already exactly the same. Our caucus mm-hmm. has met, you know, weekly for yeah. most of the fall since the election. In fact, the Liberals, I mean, there was a, there was a uh, MP uh, quoted uh, saying, you know, the, the, the PM has taken his sweet time to call their caucus. I think they had one mm-hmm. meeting by the time we had already had 10. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's just abdication of uh, of, of government, and they they're spending uh, billions and billions. We've got a one trillion dollar debt, <laughs> and you know, economy that's that's going to be the worst performing in the, in the industrialized world, and, and they can't show up. Yeah, that's, well, that's, it, yeah, like even today, I think the Liberal caucuses only had about two caucus meetings, and what would we ha- what do we have today? Ten t- between ten and fifteen now, I guess somewhere somewhere in between there. I know yeah, along yeah, those it lines. It seems to be so. I mean, there's been a lot. No, yeah, is it, is it kind of like a blur, right? I mean, going through like this past month with the, the election and then getting sworn in. I mean, what's kind of like being like the, like the best part so so far? I mean, is it colleagues? Is it the work? Is it the constituents? What is it? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I mean, I've been involved in politics for lots of years, but mm-hmm. but it's but it's new, and you have to live this experience before you can, I think, even appreciate. But yeah, the colleagues, you know, the our caucus is amazing, mm-hmm. uh, every one of them. Uh, um, you know, the, the, we're 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 a, we're a strong team. We have each other's backs. Uh, there's some great new people. Uh, you know, Michelle Ferrari, Melissa Lanceman, mm-hmm. uh, Shelby uh, Cramp. Uh, I mean, there's just so many great new people yeah. in the caucus. Plus, the old, you know, Pierre Polyev. To watch him, you know, up close. Yeah, I know. He's amazing, and Michelle Rempel. And I mean, every every single member of our caucus is mm. has got great depth and great experience in the real world. And I think that's mm. the difference. You know, we've all worked in the real world. We're we're not, you know, this Toronto elite or you know, trust fund trust fund uh, kids. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Um, you know, we, we bring that. We're there to work for Canadians. We're not there to mm-hmm. we're not there to just sort of pat our own ego. Yeah. Now it's kind of like the Cox kind of start coming together. Is, is is one big family again? Is it welcoming? Is it? You know, no. How hard? It's okay. Now a lot of it's very welcoming. Yeah. Which is which has been encouraging. Yeah. No. Okay. Now a lot of people ask this: is how hard is it to remember all 119 names of your fellow caucus members? I mean, how seriously? How hard is it? Have you kind of learned all of them yet? I, I, I screwed up a couple early on because there, there's some that kind of, you know, I'd say they kind of look the same. Yeah, so, I know. I yeah, really know all of them as well. I mean, I know obviously the ones in Ontario more, you know, just just because of proximity. close, yeah, and, and some of the ones that we see often in the, the media, but then some of the ones mm-hmm. that are. Are quieter and they're all they're all smart and hardworking. It's yeah. just that I didn't I didn't really know their names. But but <laughs> now with committees, now with um, you know social events, you know there's you know a bunch of us just went out together for lunch after the caucus meeting. Yeah, uh, there was a bunch that gathered uh, in someone's office for you know, sort of Christmas drinks. Mm-hmm. So I mean you get a chance now to sort of meet everyone and put faces to names and yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of last... The speaker does screw it up because they got to remember 338. <laughs> there was the, because there's the speaker, there's there's three deputies, one from yeah. each party. Uh, and, I'm sorry, four deputies. And so the, there was, I think we're on the third deputy or the fourth deputy who who, who called on me yesterday and said, mm-hmm. remember for Brant for Brant. She was looking at the seating chart and it was supposed to be one seat <laughs> over. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it takes uh-huh. time for them to get into the Oh, my God. You know, no, I got a couple of last questions before we end off. So, no, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I mean, who are some of your favorite colleagues to work with so far? Is it like Candace Bergen, Pierre Polyev, Aaron O'Toole, Michelle Rempel? I mean, I mean, you name it, right? Sure. I mean, I, I have to say my seatmate is Anna Roberts, and she's she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, she's the new MP for King Vaughn, and uh, she ran last time around as well. And and it's, it's just fun to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I you know, I, I was just a committee with my 
there's Melissa Lansman. She's she's obviously brings uh, great experience mm. and depth and talent to the team. Yeah. Michelle Ferrari is a ton of fun, yep. and uh, and uh, she brings a, a new energy to Ontario Caucus. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I, I tend to gravitate towards the the, the closet <laughs> 2021 because we've actually spent more time together. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's I, I, I think everyone's great. Definitely. All right. So my last question: I ask every MP this. What is one fact that your constituents may not know about you? Any any fun fact about you? <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> gee, like you have to be an open book to run for politics. <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean, I don't have any grand secrets, but mm-hmm. um, okay. What's a fun fact? I don't know. I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, I worked in the states for three years, which is which was an interesting experience, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, got to you know, I pretty much lived out of a suitcase. I would. Every Monday morning, I go to Toronto Airport. Every Friday, I fly back. Home. I'm not sure why I actually did that. I should have stayed there at a time, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just just um, you know that, that was that was a fun experience, and and it's a different culture working in the states too, because they're, yeah. they're kind of this this uh, you know very serious uh, you know working hard all day, but then then there's this expectation that you're out for dinner and drinks, and yeah. you know, you're in your hotel room at eleven o'clock, and then you go get up the next morning. And, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know that I don't know that's well known, but uh, <laughs> hey, good enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, Dan. It was uh, very good pleasure to have you. I look forward to uh, seeing awesome. what you come up with in the next session, and uh, thank you so much again. Thank you. And that was Dan Muse, the MP for Flamborough Glanbrook and the Deputy Shadow Minister for Infrastructure and Communities. If you like this interview, please make sure to like and subscribe and to check out Dan's pages as well as to tune in on the next episode of Conservative Roundup.